Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, y'all, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have Jody Burnt with me today. And let me tell you about Jody before we welcome her to the show. Jody earned her BA in English from the University of Virginia, where she continues to serve on various commissions and boards. It's no surprise that she's a big UVA fan. That's where she met her husband, Robbie, and where they eventually sent all four of their children to school. But Jody's heart is to equip people to pursue joy, celebrate grace and live on purpose. With her trademark blend of biblical insight and real life humor, Jody speaks to church groups, family conferences, and at parenting events around the country. And y'all, I cannot wait for you to hear from Jody. So Jody, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Ren. It is a treat. And I'm, I kind of find myself laughing when you wrap up that bio and say, I speak to church groups and parenting groups and conferences. You know, COVID has been such a hard year for connection because I haven't done that in all year long. And mm. I love getting to talk to people like this with a nice socially distant podcast, but I'll tell you, I can't wait till we can see one another face to face and person to person again. I agree. I agree. I have missed it. I really mm -hmm. have. Um, we took those for granted, I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. attending those. I know I did. Um, but I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I was sent your book a few months back, Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. It's the 20th anniversary edition, and it is such a beautiful book. I have to start with that. But I'm really uh, excited to share with my listeners about you and about your book and about your resources. Resources because you have a uh, you have a heart for mamas and young mamas in particularly and, and about prayer. So we're going to dive in. And I want to ask before we jump in, I want to ask. So years ago, you have, um, you know, grown children years ago. Did you have just a a heart for prayer or was there something that happened in your life that you were like, OK, I need I need to go to the Lord in prayer for my kids? Well, golly, great question to kick off with. Um, yeah, we do. We have four adult children. Um, we had all four of them within a six-year span. And I think probably any mom you ask, do you have a heart for prayer? Uh, probably says, yeah, I do, because we all kind of deep down know we need help. Mm -hmm. And um, and I would say when our children were young, real young, um, I would pray for them to feel better if they were sick or to do well on a spelling test or to have good friends, you know, all good prayers and legitimate prayers. But, and then we can get into this during the, the conversation here, but when I began using the Bible to sort of shape and animate those desires and those requests, that's when I feel like my heart just exploded over this whole idea of talking to God, responding to him, using the Bible as seeing it as not just something to read, but something to pray, something to engage God with his word. That's when I think, think, really things really sort of took off for me and we began seeing God do some pretty wonderful things. 
Yeah. And that's why I love your heart because, and your book as well, because it's uh, a chapter that you've written, but then it's divided into prayers that have blanks so that we can insert our children's names. And it is scripture. It is scripture. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we laughed about this a minute ago because 20 years ago, there was no Google. There was no, you know, internet per se. So you looked up, I mean, your study of these verses. I knew what I knew what I was praying for my own children. You know, I would, I was praying that they'd be nice to each other. And I remember reading in the Bible, I was just reading along and I got to Ephesians four and there's a verse, I think it's verse 29 that says, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what's helpful for building others up that it would benefit those who listen. And I remember reading that and thinking, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I want. And so I began turning that into a prayer. And from there, I thought, I wonder what other parents want. And I sent out a survey and I asked people, and I mean, this, again, this is back in the dark ages when you didn't have Facebook or survey monkey or anything. So I, I wrote a survey on a piece of paper and put it on our Christmas cards and handed it out to people in the carpool lines. And um, I said, okay, if you could ask God to do anything for your children, for your family, what would it be? And I got more than a hundred answers back. And, and to your point about not having Google to look it up, people would say, you know, I want good friendships. I want my children to have wisdom or, or compassion or any of these things, um, good relationships with their teachers. I want them to be safe and protected, all great things. And I thought, well, I wonder what the Bible says. I wonder what God says about all of these needs we have and concerns we have. And so literally I began digging through my concordance, you know, looking up, you know, I'd look up the word wisdom, or I'd look up compassion, or I'd look up safety. And also when I was reading my Bible, I'd just be taking notes saying, wow, what a great promise, God, Psalm 5, you know, spread your protection over them. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a Google search. It was a, it was a digging search, but what I discovered and what I'm sure your listeners know is that there's just nothing we're going to come up against. No need will face, no desire we'll have for our kids that God hasn't already thought of and provided for in his word. So that's, that's kind of how that came about, but you're right. It would have been easier to do it with Google. Right. I mean, that just kind of puts a different perspective of when we're reading your book is because this is like you said, it's not uh, searching through Google. It was digging and you were digging into the scripture. And yeah, but anybody I, who's done that knows that it's so fun because you find the rabbit trails and God showed you things you didn't even know you were looking for. So, mm. OK, so I'm going to read a quote from you. Um, and it was Hillary, who was your three year old. And you were watching Beauty or she had been watching Beauty and the Beast. And um, I'm going to read what you said. Okay. (laughs) It's great. It's so good. You said, one of the best ways we can foster a love for God's word is to encourage our kids to memorize scripture. Young children, especially have a seemingly limitless capacity for memorization. A lesson I learned when Hillary as a three-year-old recited the entire preamble to the beauty and the beast story on video word for word. (laughs) For me, that did it. I figured that any child who could recite, recite, excuse me, recite a Hollywood script could certainly learn a couple of Bible verses. <laughs> so true. I mean, I just wish if we'd had phones back then, I would have recorded her. You can see picture this little three-year-old and, you know, I'm going to get it wrong, but she she knew the script She and she would say it in that British accent. She would say, you know, one winter's night, an old beggar woman came to the castle and offered him a single rose in return for shelter from the bitter cold. You know, she would, and, and I say this, I can I can tell you this prologue to the story because she said it so much. And I thought, 
oh my gosh, A, we have watched Beauty and the Beast a lot and B, that child can learn. So mm. I thought, you know, she can certainly learn to memorize a Bible verse. And so we began you know, putting them on the refrigerator like you do or having little star charts for learning them. Uh, in the book, I encourage folks, I, I talk about um, prayer banks because the more you memorize and, and have stored in your bank, the easier it is to make a withdrawal when you come up with a need, just like a money bank. And so um, I really encourage folks to start, have a little jar or a little treasure chest or something where every time your child memorizes a verse, you can write it for them or they can write it if they're old enough and it can go in that treasure chest or that bank. And then mm. they have it there in their heart um, and in their chest for when they, when they need to know. Like Psalm 56 verse three, he writes, when I am afraid, I will trust in you that's such an easy verse for a child to learn. And in fact, on my website, you can download a coloring page with that verse on it. But say your child memorizes that next time they come in and they say, I'm so anxious or I'm scared. You can say, well, what did we learn? When I'm afraid, I will trust in you. And right there, you can just stop and pray, Lord, help me trust in you. Because right now I'm anxious or I'm scared. And, and that can just instantly turn an attitude from panic to peace. Just knowing that your heavenly father is there with you in the moment. I think that is so important. And just making that connection of prayer in the scriptures, because mm-hmm. I think that when we get serious up about prayer and we really get serious about memorizing scripture, and then we compare the two, I think that is a really amazing thing because it's not just going in our heads, it's going down deep in our hearts. And then we're praying sure. scripture. I mean, if we don't know what to pray, we pray scripture. I mean, even if we do know what to pray, we pray scripture. I mean, how amazing is that is that we're praying the word of God back to God. I, Mm -hmm. I just think that is amazing. And I love that idea about the word bank. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, just an easy thing to do. And you're so right. You know, the Bible tells us that God is always watching over his word to perform it. That's Jeremiah. I think Isaiah 55 says that his word will accomplish his purposes and so when we allow the things we read in the Bible, like I, for, for most of my growing up years, thought of prayer and Bible reading as two different things. You know, I'd read my mm-hmm. Bible and then I'd pray. And when I began to, as you say, unite those two and see it as one thing, as a conversation, as I'm reading God's word and, and letting him talk to me and then praying it back to him, um, that there's a real power there. I think our, our prayers, I'm confident that our prayers Uh, release God's power to accomplish his purposes. And you might say, well, can't God do what he wants without us? And I think, well, sure he can. But the thing is, he commands us to pray. It's not a suggestion. You know, it's a command in scripture. And he does that because he wants relationship. He wants us to partner with him in accomplishing these great things in our family's lives. He he doesn't want to just do it on his own. He wants us to be in relationship in partnership with him. So how precious that he does invite us to join him in handing out good things, good gifts to our kids. Absolutely. I love that. We're I'm reading chronologically through the Bible this year and and it, we were talking about Cain and Abel this week and how it was that he he wants that uh, partnership relationship with us. He wanted, he didn't want Cain to go off on his own, on his own path. Like he, he desired that relationship. And so, uh, I love that you said that. That's good. Okay. I want to go, I want to quote you again, (laughs) because you said uh, a few years back, um, when you had younger children that you, um, somebody wise told you this. And so I want to read it and I want you to explain it a little bit. Um, That person said that you shouldn't talk um, 
to your kids about God as much as you talk to God about your kids. So tell me yeah. a little bit about that. Cause we focus a lot on talking to our kids and discipling our kids, but then we forget the most important part is going to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. And, um, and I don't even remember who told me that, but it has really stuck with me because I think when we talk to our kids about God and certainly God wants us to do that. I mean, think about Deuteronomy six, when he says, you know, impress these commands on your heart, talk about them when you lie down, when you walk on the road, he wants us to, to be breathing those things out with our children and teaching them. Um, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't talk to your kids about God, but when we stop there, it's like we're living as though it's on us to create faith, salvation, a love for his word, uh, character traits like compassion and self-control and kindness. It's not on us to do those. So I just think that when we, um, when we approach it that way, like I'm telling my kids about God, it's, it's like we're saying, okay, this is on us. This is my job. And if um, they don't love him if they're not kind if you know any of that it's somehow my fault as a mom Mm. and it's not the thing we need to do is realize that um i have a friend Jeannie cunyon she wrote a book called mom set free and she says i love this we're significant in our children's lives but we're not sovereign and so when we talk to god about our kids we're saying you know what lord you're the one who creates faith in their lives. You're the one who shapes their character. You're the one who keeps them safe, who blesses them with good friendships and relationships with, um, you know, their teachers and, and with parents and siblings. Um, so th- that's to me where the shift is, whether, you know, when we are doing it all, talking to our kids about God, we're saying, okay, it's on me. It's on me to create these things in my kids. When we're talking to God, we're acknowledging our dependence on him. We're acknowledging that he's the source of all those good things. And he loves that. He That gives him glory when we say, okay, Lord, you're the one who accomplishes it. And I, I'm asking you to do this. So that, that's where I think it comes down to talking to him about our kids. And really that gives us peace too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like if all we're doing is talking to our kids, whether it's in a, in a loving conversation or a, or a more rigorous lecture, um, there's not a lot of peace in that for us. But when we talk to our heavenly father, um, knowing that he loves them even more than we do, we can really sort of exhale and say, God, I, I don't know what to do with this, but I just trust you. And I'm going to turn my children over to you and let you do what you do best. Mm. Well, I literally wrote down when you said peace, I had written down the word freedom. Like it just gives us that freedom to know that God is, I mean, we know God is ultimately in control. It's not up to us. Yes. We want to pour into our kids and yes, we want to train them. But, but if we do that more than praying and talking to the Lord about them and, and asking and being humble and submitting ourselves to him, then I see that. I see what you're saying. It just kind of puts it back on us. This is just so freeing to say yeah. we're giving it to the Lord. And, and I, I yeah, I love that. Absolutely. That, because that's, that's really, I, I just bet for your listeners. I mean, I, I don't know them personally, of course, but I know how I felt as a young mom. We can so easily give in to uh, anxiety or fatigue feeling like, oh, all your best efforts are, uh, you don't see the needle moving and it can, it can start to feel kind of hopeless. And so if we had nowhere to turn, it would be hopeless, but we have a powerful God who is accomplishing his purposes. And, and that just really opens the door, like you say, to freedom, to security, to peace, all of that. Mm. 
Well, let's talk about your book uh, a little bit because it's called Praying the Scriptures for Your Children, and you wrote it 20 years ago. We talked about that. And here, I just want to tell my listeners a little bit about how it's organized and how it is um, It is such a great resource for us as, as moms, as, as believers, as Christians. And so this one is specifically for children as a whole, and I, we're going to talk about your book coming out um, soon that is a little bit different for a different age group, but each part is separated into part one is praying for your child's faith, um, part two, praying for your child's character, and then part three, praying for your child's safety, praying for your child's relationships, praying for your child's future, and then um, about how to pray the scriptures. But the neatest thing is that it's a short chapter that you've written, and I usually read those um, when I I kind of, I, I like to pray those same prayers over and over a few days at a time, and then I move on to the next chapter. So I tell myself, you can't read her next chapter in until you have prayed a few <laughs> days over this, but you have a, a chapter that you've written, and you can usually read it between, you know, 10, 15 minutes, and then right after that is um, scriptures that you have have written that are not you have written, you have uh, placed in the chapter for us to pray back to the Lord. And, and that has just been so meaningful to me, you know, and I love how you started with salvation because, you know, that is the yearning of our hearts as moms is that uh, first they make the decision to follow Jesus. And, and so I, I just love how it's organized and it's, um, it's the prettiest green book ever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I just love it. It's funny. Cause I have my uh, Valmarie prayer journal and it's green too. So I'm like, it's the year of green. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but, I think it actually comes with a cover that has a garden gate on it. it you does. Must have maybe taking your cover I, off. You're I like, did, but yeah, it's I lo- beautiful. I love, I love to take my covers off too and just see the hardback copy. So. Yeah. But I, but I love, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Even underneath the pretty, I, I love the cover of it, but yeah, it's pretty even underneath. So uh, tell us what do you want moms to get out from all of your resources that you have? You have this one that's praying the scriptures for your children. And then you have a new one coming out, praying scriptures for your teenagers, for your teens, which is amazing. And I think that's great. So what do you want us as moms to get from your books, from, from these amazing resources? Well, thank you for asking that. Yeah. The teens book is actually an updated edition of an older one as well, because um, when I wrote that one, there was no such thing as uh, technology and social media. Um, Teenagers weren't dealing with um, questions of their identity. And and when parents were praying about something like drug use, they were praying about smoking pot, not opioid addictions or or harder things like, so, um, you know, so that book needed an update and a refresh as well. So that's coming Mm -hmm. out in March. I also have one for adult children because that's where my kids are. And so, you know, those are different needs. And I say, you never stop being a parent, you know, you never stop being a parent, you never stop praying. So I guess um, what I'd like parents to get from these books is just the idea that you're not alone. You know, God loves your kids even more than you do. I I did some free study guides and put them on my website so that parents could download them and maybe do them with a friend or a small group. Because I do think it's easy sometimes to think you're the only one whose child is biting somebody in preschool or who's struggling with their math facts or who's lonely with no one to sit with at lunch. You know, you think, oh, is anybody else going through this? And yes, you know, we're all, we all have our, our, our things. And, and the more we can come together, I, I love when moms meet together, one friend and, and just let me encourage your listeners, 
if you don't have someone to pray with, um, ask God to give you that prayer partner. Just like, you know, you read in the Bible when Moses had Aaron and her standing on either mm -hmm. side of him, holding up his his arms in the battle. And as long as his arms were held up, the Israelites would win. But, you know, if they sagged, they, the battle would turn. And so we do need, we need our errands and our hers to come alongside us and lift us up because sometimes, you know, we're so close to whatever the situation is that it's hard to have faith that anything could change. Or we've prayed so long and so hard, we think, you know, I don't have words anymore. And I know I loved having other moms, friends come alongside me and just say, you know what, let me carry that burden for you. Let me pray for your child. And, and we've had friends, we had one year, our daughter, Virginia, um, I'll just put it out there. She was, she was awful. I mean, she, God had created in her, and this is for anybody with a child who is a real stubborn streak. God uh, put that in Virginia. And I will tell you what, she is the biggest delight now as an adult child. And she's gone into sales and is doing really well at it because, mm. you know, you can tell her no nine times, but she'll come back at you a 10th. And so <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a beautiful trait now, mm. but as a, as a young toddler, it was really hard. And um, we, my husband and I had another couple come alongside us with her and they said, you know, we're going to make this the year of Virginia and we're just going to pray into her life with you. So when we were discouraged, um, they could kind of laugh with us and, and help us have some perspective and just go to the mat and say, we're going to be lifting her up for you. And, and mm -hmm. we really saw a change in her that year. So I would just encourage folks, find someone to go before the Lord with Matthew 18 says where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I with them. That's Jesus's promise. And he loves to just join our prayer circles when we unite together with, with uh, another mom or two or three. That's good. That's a good challenge too. And I, I agree. We really see a difference when we are um, gathering our friends together to pray. And and I have a few friends like that, that I know are praying for me and I'm praying for them. And, and it's such an encouragement. It really yeah. is. Cause then it's just goes to a deeper level of friendship, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay. So where can we find your books? Because you have that one on teens coming out and then the one on adult children. Yes. And I'll tell you too, great. another one that's coming in June is praying the scriptures for your life. Mm -hmm. And at first I thought, well, that seems so selfish, you know, praying for my life. Isn't it better for us if we just pray for our friends and our neighbors and the starving people in Africa and our children? And, and you just feel like you shouldn't. And yet I think God is the heavenly parent who wants us to come to him you know, as his children, just like we like our children to come to us. So that book comes out in June, praying the scriptures for your life. And that deals with everything from, you know, your own marriage to your own friendships, your finances, your time management, what you do with the pain of unanswered prayer, all of that. Mm. But um, the books are available, you know, wherever books are sold, Amazon and, and Faith Gateway and, and Barnes and Noble, anywhere. So folks can find them there. But thank you for that. That's so kind of you to ask. Well, absolutely. And I went to your website and I downloaded the um, cards. They're encouraging cards for our kids. It's a, friend, a, a free download. And I put one in Easton's lunch the other day Aww. and it was so neat to like, I was like, did you read it? And he was like, no. And so I was like, okay, let's read it together. And he read it to me. And it was just, Aww. it was just so encouraging to just see the scripture yeah. on, that yeah. was on the card. And then, you know, for him to hear that. And well, um, I'm so glad you shared that with him because I, you know, I talked to moms all the time who say, you know, I don't know where to get started. I didn't grow up in a home where people prayed. It feels kind of mysterious to me, but I don't want it to be awkward for my children. Yeah. And I'm just all about making prayer really doable. So, so I appreciate you going to the website because you're right. You find prayer calendars there, downloadable cards you can share with your kids. You know, we just want to make those resources available to help people. I know oh, I needed help. 
Oh, well, incredible resources. And then you mentioned the study guides for each of your books. And um, wow, I was looking, I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is so good. So you have a lot of uh, amazing resources people can check out as well. But I just loved having you on. And I want to ask you one more question before we do our little eat, read, love. But um, well, two more questions, because there's one I know we're running out of time. Oh, my goodness. But I want to ask you, how can... Well, let me go to Psalm 115, 14, and the the scripture on the first pages of the book. And it says, may the Lord cause you to flourish, both you and your children. So tell me, how can we as moms flourish? That is such a beautiful um, verse and prayer, isn't it? May God cause Mm -hmm. you to flourish, both you and your children. When I think of flourishing, I think of um, growing, bearing fruit, blossoming, you know, I, I really almost picture a healthy plant. And that really leads me back to Jesus's John 15 invitation, which is really the bedrock verse for all of these books. Cause he says in John 15 verses seven and eight, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. And that sounds like a name it, claim it promise, but it's not because what Jesus is saying is that the way to flourish the way to live in communion with me and bring glory to God is to let my words soak into your soul, let them animate your desires, give shape to your prayers. So really, I think that is a key to flourishing, to just digging into scripture, letting what we read there um, shape how we think and how we pray. And then God delights to hear those prayers and answer. Yes, I love that you said that, animate and shape. Oh, goodness. Great. Okay. So I um, have, I think we've covered this, but we talked about the gift of prayer. I Mm. love the thought where, how can we give our children the gift of prayer? Yeah, that's, that's a, um, a good question too. And I, I think about that because when I was growing up, I had two grandmas and one of them was the type that knew the, what colors you liked and what sports you were into and you know what size you wore. And every single year she had all her Christmas shopping wrapped and tagged and stored like in her sewing closet by October. And you just knew you were going to get the best mm. doll or bike or whatever from her. Yeah. Well, then I had another grandmother who never gave us anything. Like literally she never gave us anything, but um, she would ask us to memorize a Bible verse for her. And in return, she would pray for us. And and I would tell you that growing up, um, I definitely liked, you know, the, the shopping grandma's approach better. Sure. But as, as I hit my young adult years, it, it kind of occurred to me that all the Bible verses that I'd learned to please the Bible gammy and mm-hmm. all the prayers that she'd prayed over me and over my siblings, you know, they opened the door to, you know, untold blessings that we mm-hmm. probably never deserved and protected us from things maybe we never new might have hurt us. Um, so that's what I mean when I say give the gift of prayer. We want to do everything we can for our kids. We want to give them piano lessons, soccer camps. You know, we want to teach them their table manners to say yes, yes, ma'am, or yes, please. All those things are good and, and valuable, but really the best thing we can do in the way we can most influence and shape their lives is to talk to the Lord about them and let him do, let him do the giving. Yes. I love that. I didn't know. I love that you said the Bible verse gammy <laughs> as she was known. I love that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. So let us jump into the last <laughs> round. It's my lightning round of eat, read, love. Oh, um, and so I want to know what are you eating? That's like a snack. I love to eat. So I like to talk about food and reading and loving. Okay. Well, um, 
I don't know about a snack, but I will say eating since we're in the empty nest phase, I keep mm -hmm. trying to convince my husband that it's actually uh, cheaper and more financially uh, responsible if we go out to eat, because yes. if we, if we, you know, spend money on like a whole bag of hamburger buns, they'll go bad before I'm finished making hamburgers since it's just two of us. So yeah. I'm not having a lot of success with that. But when you ask, what am I eating? I'm eating anything that he'll take me out to, which is such a treat. <laughs> I love it. Um, Girl after my not, own heart. Yeah. He's not really buying my logic, but, um, and reading, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> um, uh, reading right now, honestly, and this is like a, maybe a boring answer, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of reading of other authors' manuscripts, you know, um, they've shared them with me for endorsing them and things. And one I'm really excited about is one called Don't Miss Out. And it's uh, by Jeannie Cunyon. And it's about how the power of the Holy Spirit can shape our lives and how we don't often tap into that. You know, we try to do everything in our own strength when he wants to give us supernatural strength. So that's a manuscript that I, I've been loving. Okay. Um, and what was the other thing? Sorry. What are you loving? Oh, what am I loving? Oh, okay. I'm a new grandma. And so I have a baby granddaughter girl named Noah, who is two months old. And when our children were little, I used to sew all their clothes, partly for financial reasons and partly because they were so skinny that they couldn't fit a lot of the clothes that I found in the stores. Uh -huh. um, and so I have gone back to doing some sewing and actually smocking some of those kind of, you know, collars and, and yokes and plates and things. And I just love, I'm loving sitting by the fire on these chilly nights and smocking little things for my baby granddaughter. Oh, how sweet. And I love that they <laughs> chose the name Noah. I love that. I saw that on Instagram. I was like, that is so unique. Yeah. What's I funny. Like I had that. never heard of a girl named Noah, but now people are coming out of the woodwork telling me, yes, they have, okay. you know, a niece named Noah girl. And uh -huh. there's actually a girl Noah in the Bible. She was she was one of, uh, I think, five daughters who fought okay. for an inheritance because she didn't have any brothers to get it. And she was like, why should we miss out just because we're all girls? So, you know, okay. go Noah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I didn't know that. That's amazing. That's great. Well, I loved hearing that about Eat, Read, Love. Well, Jody, where can people find you online and your website? Oh, it's um, super easy. JodyBurnt.com, J-O-D-I-E-B-E-R-N-D-T.com. Um, and that's where you find all the printables we've been talking about, or you could subscribe to get my blog newsletter thing that comes out once or twice a month with little stories and prayers. And then I do a lot on Instagram as well at Jody underscore burnt. So love to connect with people that way. And, and I do pray for anybody who signs up for the newsletter or blog I, or, or to follow, you know, I just see those names come across my screen and I think, Lord, I, I just love lifting folks up to the Lord. Mm. God knows your needs. You know, I don't, but, but I love asking him to meet them. Mm, that's precious. I love that. Well, and it's, I, I'm just kind of thinking like when we get to heaven and man, all those prayers and people we pray for that we don't even know, like you, you know, that you haven't seen face to face, but then to, to think about that. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thanks so, so much for coming on the podcast with me, Jody. This is amazing. And um, I, I just feel like I have a new friend. Oh, likewise. likewise. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just yeah. such a treat. Such Thank a you. delight. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Friends of a Feather podcast today. I pray you were encouraged. And if you were, I want to connect you with our Friends of a Feather community. So something new I'm starting in 2021 is every month I will be hosting a Friday Zoom meetup for all Friends of a Feather podcast listeners to connect and talk about the episodes from the month. I'm really excited and I would love for you to join in. 
you can go to my website at renrobbins.com and on the homepage there, you can find out all the information. It's a free group, but it's a really great way for us to all share about the episodes, share some takeaways, and have community together. So I will see you in that Zoom room the last Friday of every month. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.